The Inspired Incompetence Podcast is sponsored by Practors and Gormble's Asbestos Powder. Keeps your junk cooler than the other side of the hospital pillow. How's everybody doing? Good. I'm having flashbacks now. Got. Okay, so we left off last time with a combat? About to combat. That doesn't sound like us. (laughs) Where have you been? Let's turn this pile of bones into a pile of bones. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's a spirit. <laughs> oh, it is a pile of bones. Didn't we walk right by? We were like, we should do something about this. Yeah, it's fine. You. So I've been thinking about this all week. And uh, uh, before we do anything else, I want some knowledge arcana checks. So you want a, you want a knowledge arcana check. Because I think Uhtred's the only one that can do that. Mm-hmm. One knowledge arcana check at a time in a row. That's a 26, Bob. 26 will uh, identify this creature as a bone golem. Bone golems are most often created as guardians of tombs and sometimes formed from the very corpses they guard. You don't see this golem's creator. Perhaps uh, it doesn't have one. You can ask me two questions about a bone golem. About a bone golem. A boner golem. Ha <laughs> ha. Got him. <sighs> Alright, now, the standard, like, golem knowledge is that they don't have vital spots, so they can't be, they can't, you can't do, like, a critical strike or precision damage of any kind on them. That is not true. That is not true. They, uh, as, as constructs, they still have, like, weak points to be, uh, taken advantage of. That's good to know. Hinges, joints. Any DR. They have DR5, which is overcome by weapons that are both adamantine and bludgeoning. Oh, okay, okay. How about one cool ability slash thing it can do? Yeah, um, you know about their bone prison, um, which it is currently uh, in the middle of using. Uh, As a standard action, a bone golem can throw some of its bones at a creature within 30 feet. It must make a ranged touch attack to hit. These bones magically duplicate and form a cage surrounding stuck creatures. Each round, the cage makes a combat maneuver check to deal the golem's slam damage using the golem's CMB. If the check fails, the target is still trapped but takes no damage. The target can escape the grapple normally or can break out of the bones, uh, dealing 15 points of damage to the prison, but the prison has the same AC, DR, and saves as the bone golem itself. So, that brings us back to this thing I've been thinking about all week. Because you guys saw this big pile of bones and sinew, and you guys made some perception checks. I think uh, Uhtred probably detected magic. And it wasn't really pinging anything, because it wasn't really anything. And the the book itself says something like... like it's, ju- it's just sitting there. It's not actively like being a golem. But then as soon as the PCs draw close, it... Uh, it springs to life and it attacks. So I feel like it probably wasn't fair to give it a surprise round when you had... There's really no way to determine that this thing was going to do anything. So I'm going to say that it coming to life was its surprise round. So we're just going to roll initiative and see where that leaves us. So up first is Vipira. So this pile of bones and sinew springs to life and uh, glares at you all with malicious intent. Vipira's gonna 
wait her turn until. Yeah, I'm just gonna wait my turn. Wow. All right. You gotta wait your turn till what? I, I well, it's your turn. You're it's just turn you're, you're delaying. <laughs> yeah, I'm delaying my turn. Okay. So up next is Yando. He ain't waiting for shit. He draws his long bow. He's gonna take a five foot step east, and then he's gonna full attack. First attack misses. Second attack misses. That's a bad start. That is a bad start. Yeah. If Yando is not hitting, then we're kind of fucked. <laughs> what chance do we have? <laughs> uh, okay, Rogiar, you're up. Okay. Uh, well, Rogiar is kind of behind some people here. So he is going to take a jump straight up in the air to get a clear shot at this thing. Okay. Give me an acrobatics check. That's a 24. I think a 24 is... It's divided by four and then twice that, I think. So that's a 12-foot vertical jump. That is more than enough height to give you a, a good, clean shot. All right. And he is going to uh, take a burn to empower this. And, yeah, let's attack. Okay. Uh, does a 25 hit? It sure does. So with the empower... That is 40 damage. <laughs> what? Excuse me? Here, four to zero. You would have literally one shot Uhtred. <laughs> There'd been nothing left but bones for the golem. <laughs> so Rogiar jumps straight up and just launches a blast at this golem. And it takes him a second to realize that he's not falling back to the ground. And he looks down and he's just like floating in midair. And he's uh, not sure how to handle that one right now because we're, <laughs> you know, kind of in the middle of combat. So <laughs> it's going to be a I terrifying know. experience. Ever be in the middle of combat and discover your Neo? <laughs> All right. Well, up next is the Bone Golem. And it's going to reach into its like chest cavity and pull out a bunch of bones, reach back, and hurl them at Vipira. 24 versus Vipira's touch. Oh, God. Yeah, that hits. Okay. Oh, I was hoping it was a reflex save, not an attack. No, it's a ranged <laughs> touch attack. Oh. Okay, so this the bone golem throws this just big, mismatched hunk of bones at you, and in midair, the bones kind of start to just like contort and rearrange themselves. And by the time it reaches you, it is this prison that you are suddenly inside of it it's just like staked into the ground by like just big sharp like rib bones Vipir is not comfortable with this at all so it's gonna make a cmb 32 oh versus Vipir's cmd yeah no don't even need to look at that one you take 10 points of damage Oof. Okay. and uh after that there's an after I'm trapped I'm stuck and I'm taking 10 damage there's always an and it's going to move in with its move action and it is now Uhtred's turn uh, this thing's slightly bigger than I thought it was this uh, four <laughs> squares yeah it's like a large creature mm-hmm. okay I'm going to cast defensively which is a d20 plus my hit die plus my contributing modifier uh, your caster level, but yes, that's those two numbers well, are yeah. the same right now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, and I'm going to... The DC is 15 nice. plus double the spell level. 
Yep. Uh, which is fine because I rolled a 19 on the die, so I definitely got it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cast Frostbite and deliver that touch attack using my scimitar. All right. Ugh. That's a 12 to hit. 12's not going to hit. All righty. I also did that using combat expertise, and it doesn't really matter because I missed, but I'm going to use a swift action to use an arcana point to make my scimitar plus one. Thalias, you're up. Yeah. I'm going to smite this thing because uh, I think I only have one. I know I only have one smite left, but um, it's like a see evil, smite evil, so I got to go for it. Well, do you know this thing's evil? Yeah. Look at this thing. Look at all these bones. I'm going to send it back to the... Oh, I should detect evil first. Everybody knows that if you have bones, you're evil. Don't let Mac get in your head. He's not the fucking paladin in the group. So are you spending a move action to detect evil? Yeah, I should. Okay. Uh, you spend a move action to detect evil and discover that this creature does not have an, an evil aura. Just as I expected. <laughs> not evil. It is a golem, and uh, golems are constructs. Most constructs have no like ego of any kind they're just like power attack okay 22 <laughs> here we go 22 hits yes 10 damage nice okay uh vipira you haven't done uh dick all combat and we're back to uh, your turn i'm gonna and now you get the bonus of being trapped yes yeah all right vipira is gonna try to break out okay uh, you have to deal 15 points of damage to this cage. All right. Uh, claw, claw. Indeed. I thought that's going to get me anywhere. All right. 17 to hit. 17 doesn't hit. 22 to hit. 22 does hit. With nine damage. Okay. I'm just like wondering <laughs> what that 17 looks like. Oh, I didn't hit it this time. Like... I mean, you would have hit it, but just not hard enough to break through, like, its natural armor. Yeah. And also, like, imagine that this is not just an inanimate cage. It, imagine it, like, writhing and, like, flexing, yeah. like, as if it, you're, like, inside, like, a breathing creature. And so it's, like, it, it, it seems like it does move. Like, it's got the same, it's got the same AC as this creature. It has, some of that AC comes from uh, dexterity. So, like, it in some way has the ability to like move to try to avoid your blows somehow. Just so bizarre if it's like glued to the ground. Yeah, it's gotta look horrifying. And uh, whoever's bones these are must have been drinking their milk while they were alive. This AC is ridiculous. For real. Uh, Yando's gonna go now. He's gonna take another five foot step east and he's gonna full attack. The Yando Fandos are, uh, are loving it. They watch with bated breath as he releases his first arrow and misses and his second arrow and misses damn it That's yendo right. he's just warming up <laughs> yeah it's just back there oh stay put vipira i'll try to put it down god damn it yando <laughs> my arrows keep bouncing right off the bones i don't know how to what to do about this thing and up next is rogar all right uh well, Rogar is still floating t- 10 feet up in the air, mm-hmm. so he's a little confused, but I guess he's still going to kind of like float his way over 
to the west five feet to get a, put a, a little more distance and make sure there's still people between him and this golem. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he will gather power to empower another blast against the golem. All right. Let's go, baby. 21 to hit. 21 hits. Yes. And that is 34 damage. And it is the Bone Golem's turn. Bone Golem's going to full attack. First, he's going to send a bite towards Thalias. That's a natural 20. Ooh. Followed oh. by a natural 1. Oh, oh perfect. So, so just a regular it's a Uno reverse card? Oh, regular. That'll be 9 damage. Here comes a slam. It's a 21 to hit. Okay. Because my AC is 21. So. So that hits. Right. Unless. 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 Matt, help me out here. <laughs> Am I wearing that ring of protection that uh, we doled out from two weeks ago? Uh, we no. did say it was going to you. But I may not have put it on his character. Let me look. Damn it, Matt. Uh, I don't think you did because I'm pretty sure he's been at 21. I'm pretty sure I've been at 21 for a while. Yeah. Since like level two, I think. Uh, yep. The ring is what saves me. I just hold up my fist. Oh, if only, yeah. if only you didn't have that ring on, I would get through your armor. Yeah, he does not have a deflection bonus right now. Yes. I just added one that's up to the AC to 22. Yes. So you, this 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 thing slams coming right right at you, and you just as you watch, you know that you're not going to be able to get out of the way or like parry it. And you can just tell that your armor will not be able to deflect it. But at the last second, just this little, like, most imperceptible of, like, little bubbles of force, like, millimeters from your skin. Just kind of, like, boom. And it, like, it slows its slam down just enough to let your armor let it skate right past you. Badass. Love the RP. That is perfect. Here comes another slam. <laughs> oh. You see how we set you up for that? <laughs> he did, he did. That's a natural one. Yes! Confirm it. Confirm it. The light. Uh, the light 24 to confirm. Oh, well. Matt, here, help me out. <laughs> <laughs> bonuses. Surely Elksy's worth something, Mountain Combat. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, that hits. Okay. Well, it just doesn't confirm no, it the doesn't fumble. confirm the fumble, so it's oh, right, just right, a normal right. miss. Right, right, right. Okay, and uh, we're back to Uhtred. Let's, uh, let's try this again. Swing that scimitar with the frostbite on it. All right. Surely it can go better. 19. 19 does not hit. Thalias. Yes. I will continue my rampage of attacking this thing with power and fury and shovel. Okay. God damn it, dice. Yikes. Oh, I didn't have the power dice. Every time. Every time. Okay. Well, that's a 10. 10 will miss. And on my second attack is a 6. A 6 will also miss. Okay. All right. uh, So we're back to Vipira. Vipira's just going to attack the golem. The golem's going to have cover from behind the prison that you're in. Oh, then fuck the prison. I'm going to go after the prison. All right. 10 and 13. All right. Uh, Vipira continues slashing away at the bars doesn't seem to be making much progress fuck Tom. boring in here do me a favor look at your left hand tell me what's in it right now the power dice 
Okay, just checking. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so just it's my right hand. Maybe I do need to change it to my left so hand. So just imagine how poorly you'd be rolling if you didn't have the power <laughs> dice. That's <laughs> true. Glass half full, baby. <laughs> okay, Yando's up. Like, all right, all right. I think I think I got it this time. And then that's a miss. Oh, come on, Yando. Oh, my God. He's trying, okay? He's trying. They're bones. <laughs> all right, if... If, if only he could be as useful as Vipira and Uhtred in this fight so far. <laughs> That's a tough, tough, tall. <laughs> yeah, really. It's a tall order. Uh, Rogiar, yeah. you're up. All right. Uh, Rogiar is going to, I guess, float upwards five feet and uh, take another shot. Uh, gathering power to empower. Do it. You're our only hope. Oh, that's a 14 to hit. 14's not going to hit. Oh. Okay. Um, the bone golem is going to... Shift its focus to Uhtred. That's going to be a 21 to hit with its bite. It's going to miss. Okay, how about a 28 to hit? That'll hit. Okay, for 11 damage. Second slam, 18 to hit. Nope. Okay, Uhtred. Uh, Nick, do you ah. have that Do you have that like non-lethal shield thing on? Oh, you're right, I do. I'm glad you said that. Nice. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be uh, kind of a game changer in terms of... Uhtred not dying. Yeah, <laughs> it'll just knock him out rather than knocking right. him dying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and it'll make all Philias's healing way more efficient. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, I'm the greatest ever. <laughs> so that's what I heard. All right. Uh, speaking of the greatest ever, let's return serve. Uh, Seventeen. That's another miss, Philias. Okay, time to stop missing. Start totally wrecking. Hell yeah. With my shovel. Let's go shovel. Power attack. No, those are such low numbers. Don't worry about whether I was holding dice or not, because it's Elksy's <laughs> turn. Elksy's got this. Oh my god. So Thalias and Elksy are just swinging away at this thing. And you hear... Plink, plink, clink, clink, clink. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Absolutely must have a ring nothing. of protection, too. Oh, dude. He's got something. He's juicing. He must be on... Uh, Bone steroids. It's called milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bone roids. So that's uh, that's five misses from Joe's turn. Yeah, you don't have to count them all up. I made the noises. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you know, I didn't hear any a single attack roll, so I just figured I'd uh, I get the cliff notes. Yeah. Vipira. Yeah. <laughs> claw, claw at this fucking stupid cage. Well, I get yeah. that power dice going. I have it. I have them in the left hand now, which is apparently. What was wrong last time? God damn. 16 and a 15. Man. Viper is like, just like out loud, audibly, just like sighs at this situation. Yando's up. Yando, shoot the cage. He knows that his miss streak is over. You want me to shoot the cage? All right, Viper, I'll have you out of there. Hey. That's going to be a hit. Oh. On Vipira or the cage? <laughs> the cage. That's going to be two hits. Oh, get That's me out of here. To do. Get I me mean, out of here. It's got the same DR, so I don't know how much damage he's actually going to do. Well, you can always max roll. And, wow, almost max roll. All right. So, let's see. That's after DR, he deals seven damage. That's not bad. Am I two away from... Because I dealt... You're four away. Four away. Oh, my God. Does that not meet your standards, Tom? No, it doesn't. 
Okay, well, maybe uh, you should pull some weight. <laughs> uh, Rogyar. All right, rinse and repeat. Uh, float five feet to the south, just so I don't have to keep making hover checks. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, uh, gather power, empower, Kamehameha, blast this motherfucker. 26 to hit. 26 hits. <laughs> and, uh... Again, that's the same die roll, so that's going to be a 34 on the damage. All right, 34 is enough to destroy the bone golem. Oh my nice. god. And uh, as as it uh, crumples and like its limbs just kind of like just kind of like blow off of each other, Vipira, the cage that you're trapped in similarly uh, is destroyed as the magic that was infusing the bones together is severed. Yeah. So Vipira just like, you see her just like swinging away at the air at this point, And you're just like, yeah, that's what I thought. Motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> I had you. <laughs> Scrappy do <doo> style. <laughs> well, the good news is everybody knows the hardest encounter of any dungeon is the first encounter. Yep, be yep, a yep. Breeze before we even get into the dungeon. Yeah, it's outside the dungeon. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. In the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the get... hardest fight is in the parking lot. Everyone knows you got to get past the bouncer first. Yeah, they don't let you enter the venue until you beat up the bouncer. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you can beat the bouncer up, you're base you basically own the place. <laughs> That's true. Who's going to come <laughs> kick you out of the Ex- venue? <laughs> exactly. You're I need to do that more when I go to shows. Just like <laughs> walk off, fucking nail the bouncer. Like, yeah, remember that the rest of the night. Now I'm the bouncer. <laughs> Look at me. Just Look at me. I'm the bouncer spot. now. <laughs> ID, please. <laughs> An hour and a half in, you just remark to yourself, "I'm having so much fucking fun right now." <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, now what? My peer continues her fucking path into the fucking. Uh, thing, she's annoyed. Okay, she's not a happy camper. Uh, uh, R- is <laughs> still freaking out over the fact that he's flying right now. Oh, that's true. Oh, oh, oh shit! <laughs> Let's explore that a bit. <laughs> oh yeah. Delias is walking past the bones. Like, yeah, should we do something about this? He looks over at Rogyar. What? And what's that about? Pointing up. Rogyar looks like he's like, almost like trying to. You know what someone looks like when they're trying to tread water? He looks like he's trying yeah. to do that, just like 15 <laughs> feet up in the air. <laughs> you, you all right up there? Uh, I, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I couldn't do this before. What's, what is, what's going on? Uh, I think it's probably something with the air that you were firing at this guy. Probably you're doing something air mastery of good. some sort. <laughs> Clearly your powers are growing, Rogyar. Oh, Elias get open eyes real wide. Looks over at Uhtred. The prophecy. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't come down, Rokyar, looks like looks like you're gonna have to die. <laughs> Just... yeah. hey, he could live off birds. Elias uh, raises up his hands as if to like help him down from there. You oh. just raise up your shovel. <laughs> Yeah, grab the shovel. <laughs> Throw me a rope. No. <laughs> Got a rogue yard balloon. 
Um, so yeah, after like a minute or so of Rogar just kind of like flailing around in midair, he kind of like takes a breath and like settles himself, closes his eyes and concentrates, and slowly just starts moving around. You see him just kind of flying above <laughs> above the graveyard in these tombs, just kind of doing like little figure eights and. Obviously, it's not the smoothest flight because he's still getting used to it, but he's trying to <laughs> hes trying to get the controls down. Very cool. I imagine every now and again, he just like misses a tree or like part of the building and like <laughs> kind of like skids sideways in order to avoid it. Yeah, like there's some trees around here. He would definitely come close to one and have to like pull up at the last second. Like, ah! So, uh... Before guys, we go uh, into the, uh... Before we go into the dungeon... Thalys is going to bury the skull of that uh, golem, just like right where it is, just to make sure. Double okay. check. Oddly enough, it's the, the head of the bone golem wasn't made up of like a single skull. Every like every body part is just an amalgamation of all sorts of bones. So when it was fighting us, did it have a discernible head at all or was it, was it just it had a head and it was like biting you with the head, but that head was made up of and so when it collapsed, a bunch of bones. Like, yeah, whoop, where'd the head go? Yeah, yeah it's, it's just, just a pile of assor- assorted bones. Like there might not right, even well, be I'll any just, skulls in it. Right. I'll bury a couple bones, you know, just just in case, so that if it comes back, it'll be missing, you know, a couple bones, maybe. <laughs> it'll look like a like a jigsaw puzzle missing a couple pieces. Yeah, exactly. All right. So Thalias buries a portion of the components that used to comprise this uh, bone golem and i say a little eulogy you know it's just some nice words about him kind of father he was you know i mean it it dawns on you it dawns on you that the 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 pile of bones that's sitting before you is likely likely belongs to people who used to be buried in this graveyard oh that pisses me off that i probably should have put that together as a gravekeeper however (laughs) Well, I'll come back and do do a better job, but just uh, bury a couple, say, say a couple words and head on inside. All right. So yeah, you guys are standing before Roslar's tomb, the very tomb that you woke up in. Only this time, you're entering it instead of exiting it. Uh, do we have to go back in? You heard the spirit of Roslar's coffer. Well, can't we just like open the door and, and kill stuff as it comes out? We could try, but I I think there's answers to some of our questions with inside the tomb itself, so at some point you're going to have to face your fear and go back in where we are. Rogar, like, floats up another five feet. Like, oh, I, just, I, I just got this. <laughs> <laughs> Do we think it's going to be exactly the same as it was on the other side? Do you think it's going to be exactly the same? I think the layout is going to be similar, if not maybe mirrored, but it's definitely, I mean. If it's exactly the same, this is going to be a cakewalk. We fought those things when we were level one. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Easy peasy. Right. Honestly, I don't think in game anybody would really know, because correct me if I'm wrong, Axel, but it's been like a long time since anyone's actually been inside Rossler's tomb in the material plane. That is correct. It is not a structure that was open to the public or even Thalias. This would have been something that probably just members of the Knights of Ozum or like maybe special, specially appointed clerics of 
Phrasma or Ayamade might have had uh, access to. Well, we're not going to get those answers standing out here, so, Elias. All right. Everybody ready? Viper kicks once. open the door. <laughs> Doing um, the ready checks, making sure everyone's all right. <laughs> Boom! Yep. That sounds about right. <laughs> yep. Streaks of mud stain the floor of this antechamber. A short pedestal bearing a metal plaque occupies a small alcove in the east wall, and atop it stands a statue of an armored man with flowing hair and a grand mustache, who you recognize as Roslar. The knight carries a shield on his left arm, and his right arm is broken off at the elbow. A metal double door exits to the west. Identical corridors lead north and south, both turning to the east. A plaque on the pedestal reads Irvin Roslar, Paladin, Hero, Martyr, but the last three words have been crudely scratched out, and the word traitor has been carved into the metal above them. Well, somebody... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Somebody had a bone to pick with Roslar. Oh, man. <laughs> he's utterly horrified about the idea of going inside this tomb, but he's still got time for a dad joke. <laughs> Vipira, you can hear the faintest trace of some sort of noise coming from both the north and south hallways. Like just some some noise carrying from the room beyond. You can't really identify what it is from here. It might be someone talking. Hold up, boys. I'm getting the sense that we're not alone in here. Uh, I'm hearing very kind of almost distant voices. Do any of you hear that? Mm, not so much. Voices? You think it's the undead that the spirit told us was inside the tomb? Um, Vipira... Or do they sound like they're having a conversation? There's really nothing... Like, you're not even sure that it is voices. Like, you can just... You can hear, like, the most... Like, you have to, like, hold your breath to even be sure that you can hear something that's not, like, interference from you breathing or just anybody else moving. It is so faint... Oh, every now and again, like, you catch, like, a syllable or something, and you're yeah, just, Yeah, it's like... not something that you can just listen to. It is very faint. Right. So, Vipira's gonna actually... Vipira's gonna actually move over into this square here, and, like, see if it gets any louder or any, like, more... I don't know. Any better? Mm-hmm. Uh, it does get a little bit louder, and as you move into that hallway... You're struck with this horrible energy, and it fills the it fills the hallway that you're in, and it feels it fills the entire room that everybody else is in. I need a will save from Vipira and Rogiar. Vipira and Rogiar, and Yendo. Yeah, you heard the man. Don't question him. Is this a just fear seems effect? like a really no. odd patterning? But okay. Ugh, that's an eleven. <laughs> that's a seven. Okay, Vipira and Rogiar. You each take 12 points of negative energy damage. What the fuck? Yando is going to take a lot more. As uh, as the room fills with this energy, it's like visible. And you can see this like wispy, shadowy substance just cloy its way through the air. And, oh, you know what? Uh, Elksy needs a will save, please. 
Okay. Mm I didn't want to have to do this. 18. 18 fails. What? And Elxie takes 24 points of negative energy damage. As you guys are, the, the the these cloying, shadowy wisps of energy, they just like collide with each other and they fill the room. But the four of you, this, the, you feel this warm sensation on your hearts. And as you look around the room, you can see this faint glow as if it's like the size of a coin glowing like right beneath like the chest cavity of all four of you. And Uhtred... And Thalias, you feel this negative energy just get completely negated. And you don't take any damage. Vipira and Rogyar, you failed your will saves. And you, you took the full brunt of this like shadowy attack. But you still felt a lot of that damage get absorbed by this warm sensation behind your hearts. Yando and Elksy... Uh, they both failed their will saves, and they both also took the full brunt of it. And it seemed like they took a lot more damage. So that means we uh, had we have protection. These these obols seem like they're protecting us. Yeah, is and, there a applicable knowledge for why that would happen, or something um, that we could glean from it? Like if it's if it's a protection against negative energy, could we glean that probably a benevolent? force installed these in us like give me a knowledge arcana check Nyando, who was already missing 10 points of damage after like everybody's morning heal checks is like he like took a knee from the amount of damage he just took yeah rub some dirt on it (laughs) (laughs) treasure uh, of yando's fandos look the coffers are still half empty like uh 32 on the knowledge arcana Again, you couldn't begin to understand what these obols are, what what powers them, but if you had to guess, you just saw what looks like a combination of spell resistance and energy resistance in the works as this negative energy affected you all. Would that 32 also glean any insight into like what what might cause that negative energy in the first place you believe that uh it was a magical trap that got triggered so like there's there's some spell resistance going on right here basically the trap had to roll spell resistance versus all four of you it failed to pierce uh Uhtred's and Thalias's spell resistance and then anybody that it did affect uh, st- still was treated as if they had energy resistance versus negative energy. Now now that the spell's effect has happened, would I be able to roll a spellcraft on the aura of it? Uh, sure. 22. It looks like a modified version of the spell Inflict Light Wounds Mass. So somebody set a trap at the entrance of the tomb knowing trying basically targeting anything living that came into the tomb and you said the only people that have access to the tomb are probably either uh, someone in the Knights of Ozum or like a high level priest of Phrasma or Iomidae most likely like you don't know that for sure but but like somebody that. like uh, like a random person traveling through you know like they have some semblance of importance or rank probably right. 
like Uhtred's never been in here. He knows he's not allowed in here. So, but someone's got to be allowed in here. It'd probably be somebody in the Knights of Ozum, which is where uh, Roselar was from, or just something like something of that uh, ilk. How peculiar that you would be going to such lengths to try and stop someone from coming and paying respects to a quote unquote great hero. Like, it's not just locked up and like, oh, it's the Forbidden Forest, don't go in. Like, you're like, somebody went out of their way and spent resources to try and protect and stop people from coming in here. Very peculiar. What do you guys do? Well, half of you just got blasted. Yeah. I was going to wait, but uh, (laughs) I kind of turned back around and be like, anybody else uh, not feeling that great? Oh, tell me about it. Wow! Oh, that did that that hurt as much as I thought it did. I'm uh, petting Elksy and trying to keep him uh, from freaking out. You would have felt like you didn't feel anything. Like you, you felt like like a like this warm sensation. Probably maybe this like sense of vertigo as all these different mechanics kind of interacted with each other. But then like underneath you, because I assume you're riding Elksy. Like underneath yeah. you, you felt Elksy like shudder and buckle. Wow. So, uh, Yando's like, yeah, Th- uh, Thalias, if you got uh, another one of those uh, group heals, I I think uh, I think we might be uh, due for one. I've got one left, everyone. Gather around. All right. Make sure you're holding those power dice. Yeah. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. Okay. Ten. Okay, so uh, Thalias just healed ten damage. What do you guys do? You got to uh, continue. Yeah, Vipira is kind of like, come on, guys, like, let's go. Uh, is that first? It, uh, it, is is that thing gonna like trigger again if we go down the hallway? If it does, we uh, we go to sleep for the night. <laughs> <laughs> in, in this spot, in my experience, traps typically are a one-time use until they're at least reset. So we're probably pretty safe to go through now. Well, it's safe from the trap. I'm sure we're not safe to go through any part of this tomb. All right. Well, I guess, yeah, lead the way. And you guys are walking down the hallway, the southern hallway, Vipira leading? Apparently, because she never learns their lesson. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Give me another perception check as you guys are uh, moving down this hallway. That's better. That's a 29. 13 and 11. And Uchid had a 15. A 25 for Vipira. Okay. So you guys are walking down this hallway, and it's like as soon as you enter the hallway itself, like basically where Vipira stepped when the trap got triggered, the sounds that you heard, they get much crisper, and they're, they are definitely our voices. And as you move farther down the hallway, they grow louder and louder, and it sounds like at least two people are speaking, and they seem to be uh, trying to, like, talk over each other like they, they sound like they're being they're trying to be quiet but like they're still like it's like like stage whisper uh and they seem to be arguing you get closer and closer and you can you hear a like two voices might sound familiar you hear a female voice like no i told you we need to we need to travel deeper into the tomb and that way we can find more undead in here and they can help us and then you hear another another voice that's male like, no, I told you, we need to just rush that gate 
and that spirit thing won't be able to stop all of us at the same time. Isn't that right, Trondus? Oh, shit. What? <laughs> what? And they just keep arguing back and forth. No, no, if we... We already tried that, and the spirit just... We just bounced right off of it. There's nothing we can do about it. We need to just go deeper. N another voice. Yeah, we only, we only tried it once. Maybe we can try a different part of the fence. Maybe this, we can distract the spirit, and we can uh, go out into the town. Vipira almost way too, like... Uh, almost out of her skin at this point like she, she steps out she steps out into the opening to reveal herself on that so Vipira rushes out uh, of the hallway and the faded and chipped murals line the walls of this long hall their exact portrayals now impossible to discern a wide alcove in the eastern end of the room contains the base of a large statue, but nothing of the statue remains except two stone stumps that resemble horses' hooves. The floor is uneven and sags near the middle of the room. Two hallways in the western half of the room lead north and south, but both immediately bend to the west. That's back where you guys came. A large stone door exits to the north opposite a smaller stone door to the south, and huddled in the middle of this room is three figures. You see... A zombified dwarf. You see a skeleton with broad shoulders and a bow strung on its back. And you see a translucent, ghostly elven woman. Vipira, you recognize the coffer crew. I I can't right now. They don't seem to have noticed you. Uh, well, I didn't. Uh, so there's two things going on here. So Vipira, like, just got done from, like healing uh like all that dex damage like essentially slowing down the group because of this type of exact situation mm -hmm. uh but like the other part of me is just like yes let's i i haven't seen you guys in like forever um now i have a question uh was the coffer crew buried in the graveyard of Rosslick's coffer yes you actually remember there being uh a fairly large ceremony for them. Yeah, I mean, it was like a heroic way that they died, so that's yeah. not super surprising. I was just double-checking. Yep. Vipira, like, looks at Phileas. I, as the only kind of person to be able to, like, kind of see uh, the situation, it's just like, I don't know what to do, Phileas. Why don't like, we either? What's with these guys? This, this is part of the coffer crew. Yeah, I know. What do we do about them? But, we can't uh, let them just keep doing this, right? We gotta stop them? I I don't know if there's anything to stop. Vipira's gonna do a perception check. I, I don't know, like... Is there a knowledge or something that I can... Or, like, an intel I can gain here that would be like... Oh, these are malevolent things. Like, don't go towards them. Or is that, like, something that has to, like, wait? You can give me knowledge religion checks to identify the types of undead they've become. I will give you that. Yeah, any, anybody who wants to make that roll, I'll let you do that. Yeah, Vipira got a 14. Richard got a 22. Uh, 15 from Wolf Elias. So the three of you recognize uh, that you have the, uh, the dwarf. Uh, so all three of these uh, creatures, the types of undead they've become are merely templates just like a vampire uh like you could be a uh, like a, a like a human fighter vampire or an elf wizard vampire 
the, the dwarf, Trondus, has become a zombie lord. The skeleton, Kadraz, has become a skeletal champion. And uh, the elven woman, Sithriel, has become an animus shade. None of those sound good. Are there good versions of those? Because none of those sound good. None of those sound like fun things to be friends with. Well, you would probably know from your paladin friend there that undead are almost exclusively evil. So before you before you proceed, Thalias and Vipira, you can each pick... You can ask one question. You can ask a question about an anima shade, a question about a zombie lord, or a question about a skeletal champion. Uhtred, you can ask three questions uh, in any sort of order that you want. So, skeletal champion ability. You know, they don't gain any special abilities, but I'll add that uh, they have DR5, which is overcome by bludgeoning weapons. Jesus. Vipira and or Richard. Can these, uh, can they retain um, background memories and like, you know, their friendly stature towards uh, people that they've known. That's a hard an- That's a hard question to answer. Based on how they're talking to each other, it looks pretty reminiscent to the arguments that Viper remembers Sithriel and Kadraz having in life. Like they're using each other's names. They seem to have the same personalities that they had. Are they still the exact same people, or? Are these you gotta just... figure dying changes you a little bit. Probably. Mm-hmm. You know, are, are these just merely echoes of who they once were, but primarily they are still vicious, evil, undead? That is also a possibility. <sighs> Hutrid? Let's do DR. For what? Oh, you want me to pick one of them? Mm-hmm. We just uh, covered DR of a skeletal champion as DR5 overcome by bludgeoning. Let's do the shade then. DR, same thing. DR. You know that anima shades have no DR, but you do know that they are incorporeal. So that means non-magical attacks deal no damage, and magical weapons and spells only deal half damage. All right, two more questions. He says, uh, "Give me one cool ability that the shade does." Uh, you know about the anima shades rend psyche ability. As a standard action, Anima Shade can unleash a jet of dark energy at a creature within 30 feet. On a successful ranged touch attack, the target is racked with mental agony as its own Animus, which is like uh, an Animus is uh, like any sentient creatures, like animal instincts, like the the like the primal aggression that that like we as civilized folks fight and suppress every day of our lives. I guess is what an Animus is supposed to be. Um, they feel their own animus uh, attempting to wrench free from its physical form. This violent struggle deals a number of... It deals some damage based on the animus shade CR, as well as 1d6 points of charisma damage. A successful will save halves the damage and negates the charisma damage. You have one more question. I would like one weakness on the zombified dwarf. They don't have any weaknesses, but you know that their DR is... Uh, overcome by slashing damage. Alright, and that brings us back to real time. Vipira's 
I mean, Tom, I, Tom's being super indecisive, and I don't blame yeah, him. Yeah. And I, I think that that is uh, perfectly uh, translated RP-wise into Vipira literally just standing there gawking. Vipira steps out, A, for her other friends to, like, kind of come out and see, but uh, she goes, do you, do you remember me? Do you remember me at all? Like, look, all three of us just bum-rushed it, and they turn around, and they see you, and, uh, like, Trondus, like, as he turns around, he draws his bow, and he, like, like he, he pulls out his bow, he draws an arrow back, he's got a trained right on you, and, uh, Trondus, like, he tenses up to fight, and, uh, Cithriel, like, she as well, like, prepares to cast a spell, and they all see you, and Kadraz, uh, his, his bowstring slackens, he's like... Holy shit, is that Vipira? And then, uh, like, all three of them kind of, like, relax a little bit. Kudraz walks up to Vipira. No, don't come any closer. And he stops halfway. Well, you seem alive. I am. Maybe you can tell us what's going on. Because we just woke up, and he, like, he looks at his skeletal hands, and he's like, I don't know, I could take it or leave it, but I feel great. We all feel pretty great. What about you, Trondus? And Trondus just kind of like, it gives like a, a very uh, like enthusiastic nod. Um, is everyone else like filing into the room after Vipero, or are we just kind of stand in the hallway and watch? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go in after her. But uh, Kudraz, uh he, I- I'm more scared than I think Vipero is. <laughs> all right, and Rogar would float into the room like, sticking near Utrid, like I'll float like over Utrid's head. <laughs> I'm okay, okay with this. I don't mind having the fucking monster cannon directly above me. Yeah. Yondo steps in. He sees three undead, and he kind of, like, steps a little closer, farther into the room than Vipira, and he's got his bow drawn. Kadraz redraws his bow, and yeah. he sees other people uh, filing out of that hallway, and it's just kind of like, almost like a Mexican standoff with the, with the coffer crew and Yondo, who's just kind of like... He's just like cycling through uh, the three of them with his with his bow, and then he kind of like Yondo keeps kind of like his eye ke- keeps darting over to Vipira. Yondo, Yondo, and like she kind of like tugs on his uh, like shoulder pads and just kind of like not right now. His his bow arm doesn't slacken, but he he you get the impression that he's he's holding fire for now, but he is ready. And Kadraz, likewise, has his bow trained right on Yondo. And Yondo kind of, like, out of the corner of his mouth, he's like, Vipira, you you know what they've become. And Kadraz is like, he's like, yeah, we've become stronger. Now we can go back into Roslar's coffer and no one can fucking tell us what to do anymore. We can run this town. We just got to get past that spirit. And uh, Sithril's like, yes, Vipira, now that you're here, maybe we can... Uh, maybe we can think tank this thing through if you're and she like points a an aggressive finger at Yondo if your trigger happy friend over there can keep his shit together and, and you too Kadraz okay shut up shut up shut up all right I don't know what's going on what is the last thing that you guys remember because the last thing I remember of seeing you guys was why'd you go into that fight you died by the other crew. 
fight. I don't know if I remember a fight, Vipera. I, I don't remember much. I remember dying. You died heroes. <laughs> uh, Cithril, uh, she just she just laughs. She cackles. Oh my god! <laughs> well, that doesn't sound familiar at all. Listen, there was a, another there was another group that ended up coming in and trying to take over the territory, and there was heavy casualties. There was heavy casualties on both sides, and you guys managed to run them out uh, when everybody else was down. Wait, uh, Kadraz, he kind of like, like wagging a finger and thought, was it those fucking tanners? Was, and he turns back to Sithriel. Oh, I remember. It was the fucking, it was the red tanners. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're the reason we came to Roslar's coffer in the first place. Good for nothing. Sons of bitches. We used to be red tanners. We're sick and tired of getting pushed around by that asshole Rickard. God, I, it's, still, it's still kind of a blur. But I remember they showed up and uh-uh. No, they're not. We came to Rosar's Coffer to get away from those assholes. You died a hero's death. You really died heroes. And now you want to go out and try to rule, rule the city? The city's in shambles. Well... I say that's perfect. Sounds like we're in the perfect position to seize power. If it's in shambles and we're as strong as we are, let's go on out there and show them who's really in, who's really in charge. Hey, if we're such heroes, and he turns, he's like, like kind of like almost forgets that Vipira's there. He like turns back to huddle with uh, Trondus and, and Sithril. If we really are these heroes, we, I mean, we don't even need to fight them. We can just trick them into because they think that we're so great now. We can just trick them into into handing us the keys to the city. Sister's like, that's not a real thing, Trondus. It's like, well, you fucking know what I mean, all right? Like, he turns back around. Vipera, are you in? Come on. When he turns around, he sees Vipera's claws out. I'm not. Maybe, maybe we should let them have the town, and and let them go like this. Like this? Is this even them? How far are they going to get, Vipira? Do you remember your pissing tree? <laughs> <laughs> My like, what? <laughs> He's talking to them, I think. Yeah. Oh. What was their pissing tree? Trondus had his own special pissing tree. Oh. Yeah, that's... That, more than anything else. Yeah, funny story. The Lies has been sleeping next to it every night. Make a block check. <laughs> I kind of wanted that to partially be true. I imagine that bluff. What I, I, I feel like I Tom was making that up, saying, "Come on, Alex, roll with it." Let, yeah. let that be where he's been <laughs> I was really hoping that you'd roll with that. <laughs> nope, nope. Shouldn't have believed in myself. Thirteen. Um, Kajaz, my pissing tree, and he like turns to the hallway to the to the north, and he's, uh, he's like. He's like, whoever this Elias guy is, I'm going to fucking kill him. And he starts running out of the hallway, like, away from you guys. Yeah, you get him. <laughs> <laughs> Look over at Vipira. What the fuck was that about? He's super proud, prideful of that tree. The tree I've been sleeping under? <laughs> Wait, so are we actually just going to let them leave? I don't know if they can. Sithril... What do you mean? We, we took down the barrier. Of course they can leave. I mean, what, what harm are they going to be able to cause? Sithril says, Vipira, you should really try this. I'm serious. It, I've tried it, it once, and 
we had to go through an entire thing and I'm just I'm over the death part but the town it's in shambles and if you want to go run a havoc or whatever you want to do rule over it in any way shape or form feel free but you're not going to get out there without a fight from whatever else lurks out there I appear I don't think that's your decision to make girl I'm not making it my decision they can leave no they can't Rogar I'm stuck between a rock and a really really hard place right now Vipira these are not your friends it might be their bodies it might have some of their memories these are not the people that you knew but they're leaving us alone and we need to do whatever we need to do to get down to the bottom there and I understand that's a sacrifice on some of your morals, but if we're to finish off this tomb today, then we need to go deal with that. Yes, but we also need to deal with this. Leaving things behind us that can come back to, to get us from behind while we're trying to deal with something else is not what I consider safe. We're not letting these people, these things, loose in the town. I don't care if the town's dead or not. I look over at Rogyar and uh, I say, shall we smite them once and for all? Vipira is gonna sit down. She's not gonna fight it. She's not gonna fight any of this. She's 100% against the dead things, but she's also 100% against fighting them <laughs> like herself. Like, See, Uhtred's kind of thinking the same thing, that like Okay, they go out into the town. Well, there's nothing alive left in the town, and there's a barrier stopping them from getting out. How do so, we know the barrier would stop them from getting out? We, if it doesn't, we don't, then we'll, we we'll don't find 100%, out. But at the same token, like we're low on heals. We've already taken damage, like usual. If we can circumvent a combat where we don't actually have to fight it, I'm not seeing a whole lot of downside like yes maybe they can go through the barrier but the then downside also, is we're letting undead free upon the world there's yeah, a, well, we I'm can not always, sure i can do we that. can always come back and fix that after there's nothing saying we have to deal with this undead problem this second i sort of have this see undead smite undead type of thing going which on. i totally get and i would say both Rogyar and thalias like everyone else in the group if you want to do something do it but don't expect other people to do what you want if they don't want to. Like, Vipira sitting down makes perfect sense. Like, she probably really doesn't want to have to fight a, a people that she probably considered friends at one point. Uh, yeah, I can't... Um, how do I phrase this? Let me think. I can't kill my party at the, you know, I can't fight undead at the cost of potentially killing my party i know how few heals i have and that you know we just had a combat with that bone golem so i'm not you know as much as i want to smite all of the evil in this room and uh that's just not something that i'm gonna do without the full force of my team if if vipira is sitting down i'm sitting here biting my tongue going you know vipira are you sure about this we can't do this without you we'll need everyone and if if you're saying no then it seems like you've made the decision, right? If, if if one of us isn't fighting, none of us are fighting. Yeah, uh, I don't think Rogier's going to do that. Yeah, like, blast him. It, blast him. It, 
if Kadraz is going down that hallway, Rogar is going to fly down the south hallway and blast him when he comes out the other side. He's not getting out of this tomb. Okay, so Rogar... If, if Rogar literally runs out of this room, I have to go with him. There's there's no, like, sit down and do nothing. There's do something. If Rogar's going to go do something, I'm doing something. But Vipira's not doing something, so what are you going to do? Right, so... I'm going to do the best I can at any given moment. At doing something this, while if, not doing something. If, if Rogar <laughs> runs out of the room, I want everyone to be in the same room on the same page. Vipira sits down. I know what she's doing. If Rogar runs out the room, I have no idea what the fuck he's about to do. I'm going with him. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was like, Rogar has made it clear. He does not want these things to get out, and he just flew right down this hallway. Okay. What is Uhtred doing? Well, Uhtred was kind of the one that put the bug in Viper's ear about, like, mm, let them have the town. So, seeing the Lias go down the hall to back up Rogar, I think Uhtred would fill where Thalias was standing, but stay with Vipira for the moment and kind of just be, like, listening to see what happens. While he does that, he's going to retrieve a scroll, but not cast it yet. Uh, Yando's going to follow Thalias, but before he does that, he turns and he looks down at Vipira, and he says, just because they're not being threatening right now doesn't mean two shits an hour from now. You don't know how the mind of an undead works. And then he goes down the hallway, and... uh Kudraz continues his journey through the north hallway, and uh, Sithriel and uh, Trondus, they uh, likewise, they, they go that way too. Uh, but first, Kudraz is going to emerge from the north hallway, and that's going to give Rogyar his surprise round. All right. Rogyar, he's going to take the burn to empower this, and he is going to... Blasting infusion, this thing, like, I'm going to, like, blast it back into the hallway. No, pushing infusion? Oh, yeah, pu- yeah, it's pushing infusion to, to you know, shove it back into the hallway. Uh, it's a 17, but he is flat-footed. 17 <laughs> will hit his flat-footed AC. All right. Sick. So with the empower, God, that's uh, 37 damage and a 17 against the CMD to push him back. Uh, so 17 is not enough to push Kadraz back. Uh, now I would like everybody to roll initiative. Okay, Vipira. A four. With a one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the roll there. Rogar. A nine. Also with a one. Okay, Uhtred. Six. And Thalias. Thirteen. What is your modifier? One. Okay. So Rogyar blasts Kadraz with an air blast. And Kadraz shouts, Ah, help, it's a trap! So everybody in room J2 uh, knows that the combat has started. And that will prompt Trondus to go first. And with a full round action, he goes north or, uh, through the hallway and then travels south through J1 and comes just short of reaching Rogyar. Next up is Kadraz. He draws his bow and he shoots at Rogyar. That is a 32 to hit. 
Uh, 32 definitely hits, but I have a 20% mischance against me with physical ranged attacks. Okay. So one, go ahead and roll percent. One through 20 misses. Ah, 39. Okay. You take five points of damage, and Kadraz is going to five-foot step around the corner and out of sight. Next up is Yondo. Uh, Yondo is going to take a five-foot step around the corner as well and be standing below Rogyar, and he's going to full attack on Trondus. Okay, first attack misses. Second attack misses. It's two natural twos in a row. Come on, Yando. I know. Next up is Thalias. All right. Um, I think I'm going to... Hmm. I'll go pass and take point first, and then we'll go from there. Okay. So I'll slide past and fight... Uh, the fuck's his name? Trondus. Trondus. The zombie lord. Trondus. Dwarf. Trondus. And he's going to get absolutely smote about it. Okay. All right. 25 to hit. 25 is going to hit. 15 damage plus 6. So 21. Dude, Smite Evil is so sick. <laughs> Everyone should be evil. Go on a freaking rampage twice a day. I do love the mineral 21 damage. That's that's pretty nice. <laughs> right, yeah. It is mineral. Uh, okay, up next is Sithriel. And as an animus shade and incorporeal creature, she's just going to f- kind of phase through the wall as a move action. Oh, that sucks. And she turns and she sees Thalias, Yando, and Rogyar. She's going to hit Thalias with magic missiles. That's not cool. Are they fire missiles? <laughs> they are magic <laughs> missiles. Because <laughs> I've got a fire resistance six, but I've not used it a single time, I don't think. There's so, a distinct uh, lack of fire in this campaign. <laughs> yep. So uh, two missiles spring from her hands, and you take nine points of damage. Damn. Wow. That sucks. You, As she phases through the wall and she looks over and she sees you, her face just, like, melts into this, like, horrific, rage-filled visage. And she just shrieks something awful at the three of you. And it is now Rogyar's turn. Okay. Rogyar from where he is he's going to gather power as a move action and he'll take his standard action to ready a blast at Kadraz when he turns the corner again oh you cheeky fucker (laughs) (laughs) alright up next is Uhtred okay Uhtred is gonna move up to the uh, northern hallway that we didn't go through to here and he's going to use that scroll that he pulled out, which is a scroll of Halt Undead Level 3. Interesting. Yep. Now, because this is an intelligent undead, he gets a saving throw, uh, and it's Will Negates. And it looks like Halt Undead is a third level spell, and the scroll was written to be a third level. So what does that make the DC 15 plus the level? It's where, where 10 did you get a scroll of Halt Undead. Dude, like I... ages ago. Like, it might have been in the tomb, but in the boneyard. Okay. I'll take your word for it. Um, all right. Yeah, it's a third level spell. So, so the a... DC is going to be 15, I think. 14. Uh, yeah. You need a, at least a 13 intelligence to cast it. So Which is plus a plus one, one and then level three. Plus yeah. three. 
All right, so four, DC 14 will save. Before we commit to this being your turn, Nick, um, Halt Undead's not on the Mega spell list, so you've got some use magic device rolls to make. Yes, a use magic device roll to make. <laughs> yeah. Um, you think that scares me? No. You, you think Uhtred hasn't been planning for this day? Ha-boom! 25, baby. All right, success. Do you have the appropriate ability score at 10 plus the spell level? Yes, you do. Your intelligence is at least 13. You activate the scroll. Congratulations. Hey, watch. He's going to resist it with his will save. We'll see, but that was uh, was pretty good. Um, Well, I got a natural 15, and he does not have a negative in his will saves. So, unfortunately... As as cool as a moment that was, Kadraz just kind of... Oh, I see you over there trying to get the pincer maneuver on me. What are you going to do about it? All right, so, by period, it's your turn. You are now by yourself in this room, and you are aware that all of your friends ever, <laughs> old and new, are currently fighting to the death. Well, Nigel and Mary are. One fighting. room over, including Nigel and Mary. <laughs> My peer sets. Kadraz. And he's going to show Uhtred what he plans to do about it. And he's going to full attack on Uhtred. So, full attacking Kadraz. Looks a little something like this. That is a 30 to hit. Yep. A 29 to hit. Yep. And a 24 to hit. That misses. Okay, good. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Kadraz may have the many shot feet, so his first attack roll is actually two arrows at once, uh, and that is going to be 13 points of damage, and the second hit is going to be six points of damage. And he says, yeah, what do you think about that? A mere flesh wound. It's now... So I said Kadraz went, but it was actually Tronus' turn. I thought so. Right, right, right. after all that... But, I mean, they go right after each other, so it doesn't really change much. But it is now Tronus' turn, and he's going to full attack Thalias. All right, bring it on. All right, so Trondus. Evil bitch. He's going to flurry of blows your ass. That's going to now be with, a 14. On my side. Nope. That's going to be a 17. Nope. And it's going to be an 11. Extra nope. So he just conk, conk, conk. Is he... Uh, Rapid fire punches your plate mail. Yes. And it is now Yondo's turn. Uh, Yondo is going to attempt to tumble past Trondus. See how Yondo's acrobatics looks. He doesn't have it. Uh, still got an 18 on the flat dex check, but I have a feeling that's still not going to do it. No. Uh, it's going to provoke. From Trondus, and Trondus is actually going to trip Yando. He's going to attempt to. Does he have the deft maneuvers feet? I don't need to tell you shit. Well, because if he doesn't, he provokes from Thalias. Yeah, I know. Anyway, uh, Thalias, you get an attack of opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Can you trip as an attack of, attack, attack of opportunity? Yes, you can. I don't know. That would feel pretty rude to me if you tripped him trying to trip your friend. I th- uh, but if yeah, I'm uh, shovel this dude in the dome. But if Elias didn't have deft maneuvers, that would provoke. But he does have from... deft maneuvers. Oh, he does have deft maneuvers. <laughs> and he's really good at tripping, <laughs> better than hitting things. Fifteen to hit. 
15's not going to hit. Fuck. <laughs> All right, so here's that trip attempt. Uh, it's probably not going to do it. No, 13 is not going to trip Yando. So Yando gets 15 feet away from where he started as a move action tumbling, and he's going to turn around, take a knee, and fire an arrow at Trondus with his third natural two in a row for attack rolls. Come on, Yando. And it's now Thalias' turn. I'm going to rectify my mistake of not hitting him by hitting him. Mm. 27. 27 definitely hits. For 19 damage. Holy shit. And my second attack will miss because it's an 11. That is true. But Elksy's attacks. 23 with the gore. 23 hits. 6 damage. And with the hooves. 10. 10 misses. I'm sorry. 5 and 18. <laughs> Both a 5 and an 18 miss. Dang. All right. Well, we got him good, Elksy. Nice job. It's Sithriel's turn. All right. Sithriel is going to uh, follow up her magic missiles with a Rend Psyche attack on Thalias. Hmm. Now, my Psyche doesn't love getting rended or torn or sold, stolen from my body, or ripped asunder and all that other stuff, so hopefully Jeez. this doesn't work. Picky, picky Psyche. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. yeah, this jet of dark energy fires out of her hands and does a seven hit your touch AC. Oh, thank fuck. No. Okay. Do I feel yes. anything? No, it misses you. Or do you I just... It misses, misses you entirely and hits Rogier. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but it is Rogier's turn. All Unfortunately, right. your uh, your held action never triggered, uh, but it is your turn again. Yep. Yeah, Kadraz got distracted by, by the Keeper. Mm-hmm. So instead, Rogier is going to shift his focus to the uh, Spectral Spellcaster because that's going to get old real quick. So uh, <laughs> gathering power to empower and blasting her... Hopefully right in the face. Uh, does a 25 hit? 25 hits, and holy fuck, looking at that damage. <laughs> yep, so uh, wow. <laughs> with the Empower, that's what, 29 and 14 is uh, 43 damage, which gets cut in half to 21. Wow. Well, she felt that. <laughs> she felt that real good. Uh, Uhtred, it's your turn. Uhtred's going to move up the 15 feet. I'm going to spend another Arcana point then. Okay. To make my sort of plus one keen scimitar. All right. Boo. 13. <laughs> and I used combat expertise on that strike. All right. Yeah, 13 is not going to hit. Okay, Vipira. Sitting. The mortal peril continues. All right, it is Tronus' turn. He's going to go for another full attack on Thalias. Yeah. It's going to be a 12 to hit. Nope. 18 to hit. Nope. And an 11 to hit. Dude, evil never wins. It's the good guys. <laughs> the good guys win. Okay. Kadraz's turn. He's going to five foot step away from Utrid, which puts him at the corner of that hallway. So Utrid can still see him, and so can uh, pretty much everybody else in J1 right now. And uh, Kadraz is going to do another full attack on Utrid. That is a 24 to hit. Nope. That is a 32 to hit. 
That one will hit. And a 10 to hit. You avoided the many shots, so that's good. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> uh, so you take eight points of damage, and it's Thalias' turn. All right. Well, my business is shoveling undeads, so I'm going to keep doing that. Okay. 22. 22 is going to hit. 16 damage. And my second attack is an 8. But Elksy's gore is a 22. Hold on a second. Okay. For 5 damage. 22 hits, 5 damage. Unfortunately, does not bypass the DR. Turns into one non-lethal, which Trondus is immune to. Fuck. I see. Well, these other 5s and 4s, then I'll keep to myself (laughs) with the hooves. Okay. Uh, It's Sithriel's turn. And she's going to move 10 feet south. So she's right next to Trondus. She's going to defensively cast a spell, which she fails to do. Good. Good. And she roars in rage and frustration at her inability to cast that spell. And it's Rogyar's turn. Okay. Yeah. Once again, let's take out the the incorporal spellcaster. Rinse and repeat, gather power to empower, air blast to the face. Oh, that's a 29 to hit. 29 is going to hit. And that is 39 damage, which cuts in half to 19. And 19 is just enough damage to destroy Sithril. In a, a violent gust of wind and roiling shapes and clouds... Sithril vanishes with one final shriek and it's Uhtred's turn. Okay. Uhtred's going to take a five-foot step up and maybe he'll hit something this session. No. No, he's not. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's a ten. Holy shit. Uh, back to my old ways, I see. I, yeah, I have been power diced in hand the entire night. I told you that shit's going to run out. Okay. Vipira, you're pretty sure you just heard uh, Sithriel shriek her last shriek. Every, like, she kind of plugs her ears and is kind of, like, shut down at this point. So she's still on the floor sitting. Okay. It's Tronus' turn. He's going to keep uh, flailing away at Uhtred. At who? Oh. At Thalias. Got him. Got him. Got him. Fucking got him. I make my summer home in Axel's head. <laughs> Beautiful in there. <laughs> All right. Well, on the plus side, that's a 26 to hit. Ooh, that hits. That's, that's like the bad side, not the plus side. That's another yeah. 26 to hit. That's also the bad side. Yeah, you're confused. And, Stop it. And an 8 to hit. Okay, that doesn't hit. Okay, Thalias, you take 8 points of damage from the first punch. And four points of damage from the second punch. Okay. And Kadraz's turn. He's going to five foot step south. And then he's going to see uh, the whole combat going on in this room. He, uh, he like, puts one hand, uh, one finger up in the air to, uh, to Uchir. He's like, oh, one second. And he turns around and he aims his bow at Rogyar. And he says, I haven't forgotten about you, you son of a bitch. He's going to full attack on Rogyar, and it's going to provoke uh, for uh, Uhtred. Oh, that's very kind of you. Almighty Lord Richter, please bestow your guiding <laughs> grace upon my power dice. 
Amen. Why have you forsaken me, Lord Richter? (laughs) You fucking ran out of juice, dude. (laughs) Yeah, so, well, we increased a little bit. We went from a three on the dice to a four on the dice. There you go. That's something. Uh, That's going to be a 20 to hit. That hits. That's going to be a 30 to hit. Uh, Yeah. And that's going to be a 17 to hit. That misses. But he's got a 20% miss chance. Oh, I forgot about that. So for the first one, that hits. And the second one also hits. Okay. Brace yourself. First shot is 22 points of damage. Ow. And the second shot is 9 points of damage. Okay, yeah. Ow. Yeah. Ow. It is Yando's turn. He sees that the the real threat is probably uh, Trondus over... Uh, Kadra, or is probably Kadraz over Tronda, so he's going to shift his attention to the skeletal champion in full attack and maybe roll higher than a two. Hey, a 10. Uh, that's going to hit. And then a natural 16 on the next attack will also hit. Kadraz is taking quite a bit of damage at this point. And now it is Thalias' turn. Yes, yes, indeed. Let's stick to the plan. 29 with the shovel. 29 hits. 17 damage. Don't worry about my second attack. It didn't hit. If you gave me a second, I would have said that uh, with that shovel attack, Thalias vanquishes oh. Trondus. Oh. Get absolutely vanquished. Okay. So Trondus is no more. Rogyar. All right. Let's try and complete the trifecta here. Gather power, empower. Let's... Uh, take a nice blast, a pushing infusion blast at Kadraz. And I don't think a 16 is going to do it. No, it will not. Okay. And then Rogar is going to go on and like five foot float around this corner to get out of line of sight of the guy that just shot me twice. Alright. Uhtred. Okay. I'm going to take a five foot step up. Stop me if you guys have heard this before. Swing my (laughs) scimitar. This time, try and be anything more than a mild annoyance. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I gotta oh reach God. out to Lord Richter. I, clearly, I've done something to anger him. Is there a warranty on those things? I, I don't know. Do I, <laughs> do I have to confirm it? Yeah, you do. 17. 17 confirms. The melee fumble here is called Strain. Uh, Uhtred would take 1d4 points of dex damage. Oh, perfect. And the magic one is called Cold Snap. You take 2d6 points of cold damage, which is kind of thematic given the spell that you keep trying to use. Yeah, and I only got 12 more. I can only take 12 more damage before I'm unconscious. So you could potentially max roll that. Put me out. I'm going to roll a d6. 1, 2, 3 is melee. 4, 5, 6 is magic. 2. That's 1d4 cold or 1d4 dex damage to Uhtred. Okay. Let's keep it low. That's one point of dex damage. Ah, okay. Best possible result. Okay. Uh, now it's Vipira's turn. She's sitting on the floor, ears closed. Just I hands covering her ears. Yeah. Just, yeah, rocking back and forth. I can't hear it. Nope, not happening. All right. Trondus is, uh, he's like, sorry, Kadraz. Is uh, like he kind of looks around. He sees that he's the only one left, and uh, everybody in the room would see that he's like 
like bones are chipped. He's like missing like almost all of his teeth. And he's like, oh, screw this, I'm out of here. And he's going to try to move away and that's gonna provoke from Uhtred. I almost don't even wanna take the attack of opportunity. <laughs> oh, in my darkest moment he shines on me. <laughs> Thank you, welcome back Lord Richter. It's uh, gonna be a crit threat. And a 21 to confirm. 21 confirms. Nice. All right. So the slashing crit here is called Flay. Uh, It's normal damage plus 1d6 strength damage. The magic one is called Corrosive. It's double damage. And if the spell was an acid spell, the target takes 2d6 acid damage for 1d4 rounds. It was not an acid one, so... I will remind damage. you that as an yeah. un, you know that undead yeah. are immune to ability damage. Yeah, so I'll take the just the double damage, I guess. Yeah, so nine damage from the scimitar. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, that is not enough to put Kadraz down. He continues his action of fleeing. So he gets ten feet out of the tomb as his move action, and he is going to take a second move action, move thirty feet away from there, and it is Yando's turn. He's like, oh no, you don't. And he takes a five foot step north. He's gonna full attack on Kadraz. That's one hit. And a natural 20. Come on, Yendo, make up for it now. Natural two. Damn it, Yendo. (laughs) (laughs) Still hit him. Still hit him twice. Yeah. Well, min damage on the first one. (laughs) Yay, favorite enemy, but ugh. Yep. And natural two on the damage for the second one. Wow. Kadraz is still up, and it is now Thalias' turn. Thalias on the back of Elksy should be able to catch up to him. It's so fun having movement speed. <laughs> is this what it's like for everybody? Yeah. <laughs> this is what the last three years has been for everyone but you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I catch right up to him and shovel so, trip. Okay. Yeah, so Elksy yeah. has got to make a full move to catch up, but then Thalias can do a trip. 29. I'm the greatest. Wow. Okay. No one trips like I do. That, I'm gonna, I'll check, but yeah. 29 totally trips. Yes. And Rogiar. Uh, well, with my 60 foot fly speed, I'm gonna let's see. Getting to the entrance is 30 feet and then I'll fly another 30 feet out, chasing after him. And that's and then I'm going to uh, ready a blast for when he stands up. If you are in the air and like rel- generally like above him, then I'll say that he does not get the plus four bonus to his AC for being prone versus range attacks. All right, then I will take the attack now. All right. But this one is not empowered. That's a 25 to hit. 25 hits. And that's 22 damage. 22 damage destroys Kadraz. And Yando is inside going, nice hit, Rogiar. And then uh, Yando and Uhtred. You two would feel a very strange but familiar feeling as the room and hallway surges with negative energy again, as the trap seems to have already reset and is about to go off again. Holy shit. Good thing I took Elksy outside. So first I'm going to roll spell resistance for Uhtred. Uh, beats the spell resistance. So Utrid and Yando need to make will saves. Oh, uh, 
I'm gonna use a hero point to re-roll my will save. Okay. You oh my god. Well, Jesus. That's two natural ones in a row bad. for Uhtred's will save. And I'll remind you guys that Yando took a lot of damage last time. No, 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 no. He's gonna make it. Uhtred, you're, you're going to take 13 points of damage. Okay. Uh... 13, and I am unconscious. I have one more non-lethal damage than I do HP. Yando falls to the ground, face down. Unconscious. And we'll see you next week hey, on the Inspired Incompetence oh Podcast. That's so rude, dude. The Yando Fando will not stand for this. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>